Hello, and welcome to the Feminine Genius Podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. I'm your host, Rachel Wong. We are in difficult times right now with this pandemic. Everyone is affected by this in some way or some form, and perhaps it is those on the front lines that are really feeling the pressure. So today I have my friend Jenny Lam with me to talk about what it's like to be on the front lines. Jenny is a nurse based in Calgary, Alberta, and she works as an emergency room nurse at her local hospital. Together we talk about how she got into nursing, how she's seen her faith grow through her work, and what it's like to be working the front lines in the midst of a serious pandemic. Hi, Jenny. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And yourself? I'm doing so great. Thank you. So maybe if you wouldn't mind telling our listeners just a little bit about you, who you are and what you do. Sure. My name is Jenny. And oh, what do I do? Okay. (laughs) I have many hats. So first and foremost, I am a nurse. So I graduated from the University of Calgary in 2015. And I've been nursing for about five years now. I currently work at the emergency departments and I have been loving it so far just learning lots and just being super humbled to be a part of the nursing profession Mm -hmm. as I continue learning so many different things and as I continue interacting with so many different people as well and getting to know their life story in my spare time I am a youth minister at my home parish, just serving on the youth there and really just trying to bring them closer to Jesus. Yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And because I know we're going to be diving into a a pretty beautiful and pertinent conversation today, but just to, to really insert some levity into this conversation, I would love it if you shared how we met. Yeah, for sure. So Rachel and I met when we went on a mission together to Panama for World Youth Day, and that was in 2019. We went as a part of a CCO mission, and really it was just a whirlwind of a trip, and just um, with God's grace and, you know, his blessings, we were able to, you know, mission together, just sharing our faith with the young people that we met during World Youth Day through the English catechesis that we had and just through holding a uh, Eucharistic Adoration Summit with just the people that we met on the road. It was just so beautiful to be able to meet like wonderful brothers and sisters of Christ and Mm -hmm. um, yeah so Rachel and I became good friends after that and we have a tight-knit crew. Shout out to Buenos Dias crew. Yes. And yeah, we've just been keeping in touch ever since. And I find it so inspiring to have a group of wonderful young adult Catholics in my life. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I'm curious to know what your faith journey had been like to get to the place that you are now. How have you seen Jesus' journey with you? Yeah, well, so I grew up as a cradle Catholic. So grew up in a 
loving Catholic household with my parents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, throughout my elementary and junior high days, I knew about Jesus and, you know, never had a deeper relationship with Jesus. And I think that kind of became a bit detrimental to me as I went into university, as it was like a really difficult time in my faith. I really struggled to find my identity, and I really allowed myself to be influenced by the secular world and secular beliefs, whether it be in friendships or relationships. And so it was kind of one of the darker periods in my life. After I graduated from university, I had actually met Catholic Christian Outreach, which is a movement for mainly university students and, you know, young adults, um, just a a movement to really um, help young adults become rooted in their faith and ignited by missionary fire. And so I met them and that brought me to a young adult conference called rise up and that was in Ottawa in 2017 and it was super beautiful to be able to be a part of that conference just because it allowed me to really get to know the Lord and to give my yes to Jesus to really live out um, my life as a Catholic and experience his mercy as well and I guess Prior to um, going to Rise Up, I also had the opportunity in 2016 to attend a World Youth Day in Poland. And that was just a really beautiful experience as well to experience divine mercy and um, Jesus' like infinite and forever flowing mercy and um, just so many graces from the Lord to accompany me to where I am at now. So, And then uh, being part of Catholic Christian Outreach CCO led me then to the mission where I met you, Rachel, (laughs) to my third World Youth Day in in Panama. Mm -hmm. What's been so beautiful about, first of all, meeting you and of course meeting everybody else, but so one of the funny things in our group chat, everybody has nicknames. And so in Catholic Christian Outreach, we have this thing called the Ultimate Relationship Booklet. And essentially, it breaks down the, the gospel message and, and ultimately the fact that Jesus died for us and he died for you, he died for me, and we're called into relationship with him. So we were sharing these on the journey during our mission trip. So she is known as Jen Jen. She shares the, the ultimate relationship or the you are again because she was on fire friends like she was just kind of going person after person we'd be like where's Jenny and all of a sudden she's we just see her somewhere and she's you know maybe she doesn't even speak the language of the other person but she's going sharing the gospel with other people so I think what's so inspiring is just to see your own fire and your own zeal for sharing the gospel and and just this truth that no matter where you are no matter how far you've gone um, we have this like you were saying that message that you heard at World Youth Day Poland it's like there's this outpouring of mercy that the Lord has for us, which is so wonderful. Now, you currently are doing some very important work as a nurse, and you mentioned that you work in the emergency department. When it comes into nursing, I feel like a a lot of folks that I talk to, they really maybe had this desire in their heart. Was that the same for you, like to go into nursing, or was there a different plan that you had in mind? I actually had a different plan in mind, to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of throughout um, high school, I was really debating on um, if I should go into medical school or go into nursing. And kind of as a backstory, both my parents were nurses back in Hong Kong. So like I really grew up in a 
medical field oriented household. So I knew like the medical field was like where I was going to be at. So totally like just knew that was the direction that I was headed, but not certain as to like the small logistics of it. And so it came down to um, choosing, I guess, in the summer of my grade 12 year and so I was initially going to go into kinesiology or biosciences or bachelor of nursing. I had received my bachelor of nursing offer first and, you know, I took it to my parents with my discernment and, you know, we, we agreed that it was probably the best career path to go on. You know, there's a stable job when you come out and in a way you're still helping uh, patients and um, helping families to the best of your ability so that's what I chose um, and I really never looked back in terms of like having any regrets or anything like that because I've just found so much passion in just getting to know people and just caring for people at the most vulnerable times so it's mm-hmm. just been such a blessing um, that the Lord has put me on this path and you know where he's bringing me in the future I still have yet to find out but it's been a amazing journey to um, to grow from and to learn from for sure and obviously it can be such a, a taxing job like you have to work long shifts and you're you know doing days at a time I'm sure whether it's like night shifts day shifts what have been some of the challenges when it comes to the nursing profession and the work that you do in your daily life, especially working in emergency? Like that must be very challenging in itself. Yeah, I would say it is, has, it has its challenges for sure. I think first of all, like, like you said, shift work is difficult. And I think um, especially working night shifts and working several night shifts in a row, that's just really taxing on the body and, Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, like, it's just so fruitful as well, I think, to be able to uh, move through those challenges. And I think one of the main things that I have learned from being in emergency is there's a large amount of vulnerable populations that come through the door, whether it be homeless people or people that are just struggling with addictions, um, So like whether it be like alcohol or drugs or people that um, are having mental health issues or mental health breakdowns or even just um, older adults that don't have the ability to take care of themselves anymore. And I guess being able to see that but then journey with them through throughout their time in the emergency department has just helped me become um, more humbled to see the different walks of life that are in the world and really helps me to see Jesus in, in different circumstances. And I think sometimes when I get frustrated or when I'm downtrodden by uh, seeing those things, just to picture Jesus in those patients and seeing hearts that Jesus loves and the beauty in them really just helps me become a better nurse and to see the humanity in frustrating circumstances as well. And I feel like at the best of times, you know, when I'm in my daily life and I'm, I'm feeling comfortable, I have to admit that that is a practice that I find super challenging. And like you, you really have to focus in. But like I said, even in the best of times, I feel like I can't do that to be in a situation where it's like high stress and 
people are hurting and you might be like running on adrenaline in itself. Like that is, um, I would almost say like very miraculous, but I'm sure there's just so much grace that comes from the father when it comes to just seeking out Jesus in these situations and these people. Totally. And, um, it kind of brings me back to something my spiritual director kind of has taught me to do. Um, so last year, Holy Thursday, I couldn't make it to Holy Thursday mass. And so my spiritual director just encouraged me to be able to picture myself washing others' feet, just as Jesus had done mm. for his disciples. I find to this day, it's something that just keeps me going during my shifts. And, you know, sometimes I'm actually literally washing the feet of people, mm. or I could metaphorically be washing their feet as well, just to bring them what they need at their time of sickness and, and feeling ill and so I think that that really definitely has kept me going to bring my faith into my, my nursing practice as well. Absolutely. And I'm so thankful that we have nurses like yourself who, you know, have a faith background and are able to bring that compassion. Now, of course, we're in this very difficult time in, in our world. It's funny that your parents said that, yeah, you know, there will always be a steady job because I think in a time such as this, Frontline workers, folks that are in the medical field really are ones that are literally helping to keep us afloat and and help to put us together in our time of sickness and need. What has it been like to be a nurse in this situation with COVID-19? There have been its blessings and also challenges as well. I think in terms of blessings, like it's been so great to see my coworkers come together um, and even like our management and educators just coming up with processes to keep everyone safe and um, that we are able to take care of patients safely while also protecting ourselves and also protecting our families, like the use of personal protective equipment and um, continuous masking now as well. And also doing like simulations to to help us run through emergency situations and being able to do it the best of our ability. And um, just to have all these amazing donations of, you know, masks and giving us scrub caps and ear savers. So it's been a blessing in that sense to see the whole community come together and um, people cheering for medical professions at 7 p.m. every every evening. And that's just Mm -hmm. so great. And the reality of it, like there are challenges. I think tensions are definitely running high in the workplace. And especially as we, you know, are expecting the peak to be coming at, you know, any moment and kind of that anticipation Mm. does really um, cause a lot of um, frustrations or even uh, maybe tensions in between coworkers. But I find that, um, you know, I myself, I was... I experienced being on um, self-quarantine actually for two weeks just because I had gotten sick in the middle of March and started coughing, had sore throat, and I had to get tested for COVID because I'm, I'm closely involved in the care of potential COVID patients. And even myself just feeling that anxiety and worry just eat at me. And what if I got my patients sick? What if I got my coworkers? What if I get my family sick? And mm-hmm. You know, at the time, it was quite kind of like a tumultuous period in my faith. But it wasn't until um, I started actually attending daily mass on Zoom call. And there was a gospel 
or no, actually it was a first reading one day where it kind of takes us back to the book of Daniel Mm. in uh, chapter three, I believe. And there were three men that were thrown in the furnace for not bowing down to a a golden idol that the king had created. Mm -hmm. And as they were thrown into the fire, the bystanders saw a fourth man or like angel of the Lord kind of come down from heaven and actually protect these men from the fire's um, flames. That kind of became a turning point for me because Mm. I could see how much the Lord had protected these men for standing up for their faith. And, you know, all of a sudden I just wasn't afraid anymore and kind of just used that as momentum to just feel protected you know, no matter what's like, I know God has a plan, you know, if I, if I get COVID or not, you know, mm-hmm. like he has a plan for protecting me and protecting my fellow colleagues and coworkers um, as we continue carrying out this must like very important job of taking care of uh, patients that are sick. And I think it's just been a blessing to have that peace and placing my trust in the Lord mm-hmm. that you know, I'm not afraid any longer. Like I go to work with a peace of mind and it's a funny story too. I have this St. Michael, the archangel, like little saint that yes. I put on my uh, work lanyard now too, just cause I, I don't bring my crucifix, my necklace mm-hmm. or my um, scapular to work anymore just for infection purposes. And so I just have this little St. Michael archangel on my lanyard and that just really gives me peace and reminds me that the Lord is mm-hmm. always with me. And, and it's also so wonderful because some of my coworkers actually started a prayer group um, mm-hmm. on Facebook Messenger. And that's also been such a source of encouragement as well that we are praying for, you know, our friends, our families, mm-hmm. and our en- entire emergency departments and colleagues that are fighting against um, COVID-19. Mm-hmm that story in itself like the the story from the book of daniel that you mentioned it's so funny that you bring it up because i feel like i can't remember which day it was that it was the first reading but certainly everybody was talking about it and and more and more i've been hearing just more conversations about that i think that that is just such a beautiful to use your words it's a beautiful turning point to realize the fact that god can do so many things and like you said, it, it provides you this sense of peace because I can only imagine that there is a lot of anxiety, but it gives me a lot of hope to hear that, you know, if even, you know, you can be brave and you know trust in God's infinite goodness and mercy, then I'm just kind of like, then I've got nothing to be afraid of either. So just, you know, thank you for that witness. And thank you for reminding us that at the end of the day, like, you know, just God has everything in his hands and he will do everything to protect us. Yes, of course. I think, yeah, it's just been crazy times and so unprecedented to be going through such a challenging time in this world. And, you know, I think coming out of it, as we continue to strengthen our faith and continue to strengthen our trust in the Lord, it's just going to be blossoming into like beautiful fruits, you know, after we come out of isolation and it'll be like a new spring when the flowers and the fruits will be blooming from what we are doing to uh, continue to trust in the Lord in this time. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's so wonderful. Yes. Now, 
especially as someone who's working in the health field, as a healthcare practitioner, what is something that you want folks to know about COVID-19, like, you know, from, from a health standpoint? And just to really protect ourselves and protect other people, like, what is something that you want people to know? I think I would just kind of echo our health ministers and health officials and um, encouraging people to continue washing their hands and practicing um, safe um, hygiene when it comes to, um, you know, if you're sick or feeling unwell, definitely to stay at home, keeping those uh, physical distance boundaries, you know, the six meters away, or sorry, two meters away and six feet. Six feet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, it doesn't hurt to have extra distance, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, yeah, but in that, just to be aware of being um, not selfish in terms of wanting to see your friends or, you know, just wanting to have a good time. Don't have parties at, at home or like have mass gatherings at your home and, and just to, you know, trust in what our health officials are saying because they just really want to benefit us and, and mm-hmm. take care of our population to make sure we're healthy and prevent the spread. As we are united together, I think we can get through this for sure. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you so much for that reminder. It is good advice and wanted to echo what Jenny said um, to, to just you know, be aware of our own spacing and the desires that we have to gather. Like I know that the, the connection, like my desire to do in-person interviews has really been kicked up a notch, but just in the interest and the safety of others. So I would really encourage you listeners as well to really, you know, hang in there and use the mediums and the tools that we have to stay connected. And like Jenny said, she, she painted this beautiful picture of a new springtime. So I know that with patience, we will all get through this. So again, thank you so much for that. And I think finally, I would love to hear, you know, as a nurse, as a, a nurse of faith, I think, which is so beautiful, how have you seen your personal feminine genius grow throughout your work and your life? I think my nursing vocation has really shaped my feminine genius, like in terms of um, shaping my intuition and my compassion and just how to reach out to others in a very loving way. And I think my career really has taught me so much about life. And it might sound cliche, like just to understand how our time on earth is short and life Mm -hmm. is precious and to really be able to lean into our relationships with friends and and family and not to take that for granted and as a nurse it I have the beautiful privilege of accompanying people at the hour of their death and even up to their last last breath on this earth and I have witnessed so many stories um, myself like how even at the hour of death, I've seen how God works so mysteriously to grant graces and mercies in in ways that are so unimaginable, just to embrace us at the hour of our death. And um, I just feel so blessed to be able to journey with with people from the time when patients are are pregnant and the baby starts having the heartbeat and all the way to the time when, when a person passes away. Like, I think that really has shaped me into who I am to, to continue loving people and, and showing love to others. And I think God has transformed me over and over again um, in terms of my feminine genius. And I'm just so grateful to be able to be in touch with people um, in their most vulnerable times. 
Well, Jenny, thank you so much for just sharing some of your time and your wisdom. And, and also from the bottom of my heart and my listeners' heart, thank you for what you and your coworkers are doing um, just for all of us and keeping us safe and keeping us protected. And just as we close off, would you like to lead us in a prayer? For sure. Name Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. Dear Lord, thank you for gathering us today. And I'm so thankful for Rachel and her Feminine Genius podcast, as well as the listeners that are tuning in right now. Please help us acknowledge our anxieties and um, worries that we might have in, in the time of the pandemic right now, and really turn those anxieties into trust in the Lord. And that while we are in this time of quarantine, that we can continue to uh, turn to you and continue our faith journey to putting you at the center of our lives, Lord. And once our quarantine is over, that we will be able to laugh, love, hug people, and hang out um, to our heart's desire and uh, continue to mission and spread um, our Catholic faith to others. And Mm -hmm. Um, maybe we can end with uh, Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou, thou woman, woman, and, and blessed, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray, pray for us sinners, now, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Jenny, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Rachel. It's just been so good to chat and share my career and share, you know, my life with with everybody. So thank you. Thank you again to Jenny Lamb for joining me on the podcast today. I'll echo what Jenny mentioned in this episode. Be sure to wash your hands, maintain proper social distancing, and stay home if you're sick. As well, know that all of these protocols, while inconvenient, are not meant to stifle us. They are for our own safety. So please take care of yourselves, be kind, and think of others before you head outside. You can stay up to date with The Feminine Genius by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at FemGeniusPod. And you can listen to and download the podcast wherever you find your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and beyond. We'll talk to you next time, and God bless always.